Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. If you love a good chicken sandwich, you have to go to Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. They are a minority-owned, veteran-owned small business, and they've brought Nashville-style hot chicken to the D.C. area. Their chicken sandwich is one of the best you'll ever have, and you can't get it anywhere else. Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. Look them up. Try it out. You won't regret it. Football team nation, what is going on? How's everyone doing? We are in a dead moment of the Washington football team offseason. Um, mini camp is over. Uh, we get some good pictures to look at and some good mic'd up. I wish we would have saw a little bit of more mic'd up. Maybe Chase yeah, Young, maybe yeah, Jamin yeah. Davis, you know, <laughs> maybe De'Ami Brown. But yeah. hey, I'm, I'm cool with watching the Ron Rivera um, mic'd up. Every day. Um, so uh, other than that, Todd, how you feeling? Just to be clear, you're talking about watching the same one yeah, every day. Every yeah. Day. yeah. <laughs> I knew that's what you were talking about. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing great. This is definitely the toughest, most dead stretch before things just start and just stay for until February, really. So you just get till the end of July and then we'll be pretty much good to go. We'll have something going every day. So I think we can do it. Yeah. We can manage I mean, you have a couple things. You've got that, and then you've got your wedding. So yes. you've got a couple things to anticipate. Yes. <laughs> It'll be a fun football season for you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 
How how are preseason. you? I'm looking forward to preseason. I'm, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to preseason. <laughs> I don't know why, but I I am. There's I mean I know why, but yeah. Um, I guess because we didn't get it last year, so right. We really appreciate the preseason. Exactly, now, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like we should have never complained. Right. And you get to see the young guys play. Um, get to see like quarterbacks like Taylor Heineke and then Kyle Allen and and some of these young receivers who may or may not make the roster. So. We just got to make it the next about six weeks, almost exactly six weeks, I think, until For the sure. start of training camp. Um, but yeah, how are you doing? I see, I see, you got a lamp back there. Yeah, got, you know, I've been moving the moving the room around the office around a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm trying to set up a spot for a coffee coffee bar after okay. visiting uh, Was- oh, Seattle, oh. Washington. I've become a Fancy. coffee snob. I guess <laughs> that's what they say. So <laughs> I got a pour over coffee. Uh, what is it? A pour over coffee maker and then a kettle. Mm. So I'm going to get okay. some coffee beans, get some grinder, and then have a nice little coffee shop right here in my office. So I'll spend $2 a day <laughs> yeah. at 7-Eleven for coffee. So adds oh, up. Oh, nice. Know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can swing by and, uh, you know, Give you, I can be like a taste tester for you. Yeah, and, for you sure. Know, you know, give you some ideas. I'm not a coffee drinker at all, so don't listen oh, to anything man. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> um, are you the type of guy who like? Well, I, you said Seven Eleven. I don't know if you go to Starbucks, but when you go, if if you go to Starbucks, do you like have an order with like ten stipulations under it? Like, no, I don't. Do I don't really like it? Starbucks. I'm, really? I think it's like too fancy. Like, oh, I just okay. give me give me the black coffee. With with a little bit of creamer, mm, okay. and 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 go from there. I'm a caramel macchiato guy, though. If I mm. do go to Starbucks, just keep okay. it simple. Okay, I'm a strawberries and cream frappuccino guy. Uh, I like okay. my coffee better cold. I don't know what yeah. it is, but um, I think my parents were such like big coffee addicts. Is probably the word that mm-hmm. I'm like not it at all. Yeah, yeah. but hey, I'm happy I for think you. It's though. A, I think it's, a, it's I think it's the experiences that I've had with coffee that mm. they're kind of kind of won me you know it's just that's like beautiful because we you know i don't drink so it's that's like coffee's like my you know coffee's your alcohol yeah coffee's my alcohol <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny all right that's cool though no i between the two i'll pick coffee 10 times out of 10 yeah <laughs> um okay so we've got uh jp finley from nbc sports washington and from 1067 the fan b mission finley he's gonna join stop by for a bit answer some of our questions about I mean, anything about the team, what he saw at minicamp OTAs this upcoming season. Um, and I mean, it's just, you know, it's a fun interview. I love JP. I'm a big fan of his, have been for a while now. I know we both are. I know there's some people who do not like JP Finley. I don't know why. I mean, I, I, he's just kind of really just, he keeps it 100. Yeah. I think sometimes maybe people think he's too negative or pessimistic or think that he looks for or reads into things too much or something. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's his job. To you know, be unbiased and to kind of see potential problems and to talk about anything that could potentially be going on, good or bad. So, I respect him for it. So, we're gonna have that conversation. Before we do that, real quick, I want to ask you one thing. So, last night, um, my wife was kind of making fun of me or of us because <laughs> she'll like hear us recording, and she is a fan, right? Mm-hmm. But um she'll what she said was that every year she's like every year you guys are so excited for the season and you're like this is gonna be like I'm just so excited for this season <laughs> and then by week three we're checked out and we're just like I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care anymore and you know I was like first of all that's not true okay that's that's not true, true. I was like it depends on the season yeah. like we're always excited for football to start all right. But we're not always necessarily excited about our season right. or what we think it'll be like, all right I know 
2019 when Case Keenum was starting. I was like, ah, you know, and then last year, I don't really remember, but I was like, I don't think that's true. Now, the being checked out by week five, maybe I will give her because they were 0 and 5 this past year. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that uh, true? I, I want to say I wasn't checked out last year because there were two people in the draft that I really, really wanted. Right, right, so it right. kept my attention. So there's either, either we're going to have a really, really bad pick and we got a guy that we can yeah. look at in the draft <laughs> exactly, or, exactly. or we're going to the playoffs. So, exactly. I, I mean, they, they always keep me interested, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one way or another, that's the thing, yeah. exactly. We're never checked out. We, we're, we're always rooting for them. Right, right. Are we rooting for them to win or lose? <laughs> that, that depends on how their season is going. Um, yeah, I think 20, 2019 was probably, I mean, the most – terrible one in recent memory yeah. the Dwight you know that was that was bad yeah. but that's the other thing there's this misconception that we're always rooting for them to lose we always want them to lose good draft picks no that's not true we always want them yeah. to win yeah. until they are a losing team yeah. and then it's like yeah. th- there's no point in winning anymore right. I know there's a lot of debate on that whole thing and you should always root for your team to win I'm too logical of a thinker to accept that line of thinking yeah I just yeah. I just can't accept that at all can't the thing is, in 2019, all. we actually won, even though we lost because we got Ron yeah. Rivera. Yeah, and then we got Chase and Young. We got Chase so. Young, exactly. I 100% agree. Well, like if we had beat the Giants that year, in that that it was that the Giants game, right, and the Eagles yep. game, both of them yep. were really close games. If you win one of those games, how does that affect your long term success? You went four and twelve instead of three and thirteen. Yep. You picked one or two, maybe three picks later, and you got a good player. But, like, you see what Chase Young has been here. Yeah. Not only yeah. the if we lost to the – if we beat the Giants, the Giants would have got Chase Young. Yeah, now you're playing another. against him. Oof. You just can't t- – the, the logic – no, there can be advantages to losing 100% yeah. once yeah. it gets to that point. Yeah. I, I know we agree on that, but uh, – yeah. yeah. I know we agree. But there's definitely people who don't. And it's fine if you don't agree. I, You know, we're, we're, we are um, accepting of all – beliefs just uh we don't agree (laughs) all right let's go into our um our interview with jp finley from nbc sports washington hey can you hear yeah what's up guys how you doing hey what's up jp doing well how are you hey doing well man doing well thanks so much for joining us we appreciate your time um so we'll hit you with a few questions and we'll let you get on your i'm sure very busy day (laughs) cool man no worries all righty. Um, and I'm the Todd half of this equation, my co-host Tay over there. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead. Um, all right. First question for you. So I, as I imagine you are, or maybe you are about to be on your way to the studio, congratulations on, on Beamish and Finley on your radio show. Never had a chance to say that. Just, I want to know kind of what that's, what that's been like for you, how it's been going. I'm sure it's been just completely new experience. Uh, yeah, well, thank you. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I, uh, I'd kind of grown somewhat familiar with the radio world, just doing a lot of like fill-ins and appearances and stuff, Mm. but doing it every day is a different grind, man. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, I've I've worked with Beamish for a while now and we've become good friends before we did this. So that was a big help. Um, I like it a lot, man. It's, uh, it's a different medium. Like there's more kind of instantaneous feedback than anything I've ever done just because, you know, you can take callers or whatever. Right. Um, and, and like 
you know, just kind of being active on Twitter, like people are tweeting at you all the time, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. Like I love the pod, the podcast, obviously, but that's not, there's like nothing instantaneous about that, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, having four hours every day, like mm-hmm. gives you more time to kind of do other things. I mean, I don't know if you guys listen, but we probably still talk about Washington football. I don't know, 70, 80% of the time, but uh, it it just allows you to branch out a little bit more and mess around a little bit more. And and just in all the work I do, I just try to make it fun. And I, I feel like if I'm having fun, then the people that are like, you know, engaging with the content will have fun too. And, uh, so far, I feel like we're hitting that goal. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I think you are hitting that goal. Go ahead, Tate. Yeah, uh, same along the lines of that. Um, how do you keep it fresh? I know you said like four hours a day and, you know, every day is different than, you know, making an appearance here and there. What, do you, what, what are some things you like to do to keep it fresh or keep it entertaining and keep people, you know, plugged in? I know you all do an excellent job already, but just want to kind of hear your opinion on it. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, having built a podcast from like nothing, right? You have to bring a unique perspective and, and kind of start to rely on some things that I think a big thing with trying to develop an audience is like giving them deliverables, like consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and I, I'm older than you guys, but I don't know if you grew up listening. Like for me, like the two most influential programs in my life have been the junkies and then uh Kornheiser, who had a radio show forever now mm-hmm. as a podcast yeah. and and one thing i've always noticed those guys do is like have consistent bits and guests and like you kind of build like this universe right like mm-hmm. a, of a all right this is the universe we live in we want you guys to join or you people to join us and um and get to know the characters in our universe as well. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. And I, also you got to credit, like the producers come up with a lot of stuff, like landfill right. comes up with a lot of stuff. And then I, I think you just got to be willing to like share some of your personal life. Like I, I, I'll get up there and complain about, you know, like not being able to find old Bay, it's just dumb stuff. You got to be able to, I, I think for me, a big thing is just being able to laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously. And I mean, even when I'm going in on like a football topic or something like it's still football, it's not life or death. And like, mm-hmm. I think there are some folks that maybe get too caught up in uh, the seriousness of sports, like <laughs> sports. <man. laughs> no, that's a fair point. And I will say, you know, I'm sure everyone who listens to, our podcast listens to the Washington football talk podcast. But uh, I mean, I think you guys really set the standard by the way that you do things. I think your show made a lot of people, your podcast made a lot of people want to do that because you guys, you know, have a lot of fun. You to keep it fresh. You have different segments. You talk about your personal lives and it's very, uh, it's just flawless. Just, you know, you work together very well. I think lots of people have desired to have that. So great work with that as well. Uh, you're definitely a natural, not just, uh, not just on the blogger side, but definitely in terms of speaking as well. Uh, okay. So let's very talk kind. a little, <laughs> let's talk a little football. So you've been around this team for a while. You've been covering this team for a while. Can I compliment you guys real quick, though? 
uh, we're just I mean, having a, a love fest here. <laughs> sure, I'm not um, going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know when I first got like exposed to your content, for lack of a better word, but mm. I want to say it was like last season, like during the season last year. Mm. And I think you guys do a great job of having like a pertinent, factual Twitter feed. And, and I think that's huge for a podcast, just like information people want, in, information people find interesting. And then I remember in season, you guys did a great job of like cutting up clips and, and isolating plays and stuff. And that's how, I mean, I became a fan of yours. I think it was last fall, but maybe it was prior to that. I don't remember the exact date, but you guys are building something the right way. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks so much. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate that. I know it was, I think it was a couple years ago, maybe 19 or 18, where uh, I think I took a picture with you at, at camp. So that, so to, to go from that to, to be to being complimented is, is a pretty uh, meteoric rise for me. I'm going to just ride on that for the rest of the day, JP. I appreciate that. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm serious, man. I, I'm serious Thank because you. it's so easy in like the Twitter or blogosphere world to just get caught up in like putting out like just irrational takes or <laughs> just being like super argumentative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of weird corners in the Washington football mm-hmm. Twitter world. Yeah. And I think you guys are um, smart to not engage that direction. And like, when you just have good stats and stuff like that stuff is so relevant. And like, yeah. I, I feel like we've like quoted like stats on the pod. And I'm sure others do. So you're doing a good job, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think we decided when we first started that we were never going to argue with people yeah. on there. We were just like, we're just not going to do it. We're going to say what we have to say, like it or not. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll just try to build some relationships, make friends, and not too many enemies. Um, so thanks. Thanks again, but, JP. Some of the arguing happens, right? Like yeah, there, I mean, there's, yeah. There's certainly re- there's space for, like, reasoned disagreement. Right, right, right. right. And, like, like, sports are subjective, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, outside of final scores and yards like yeah you can you you can have a reason disagreement if you know a quarterback missed a receiver or a receiver fell down on his route or whatever that right. happened right but like you know the other the superfluous stuff is, is <laughs> i think you're smart and trying to avoid right <laughs> the people who are i think someone told us said we were a weak and pathetic pair because we we were going to just support whatever the new name was yeah. those are the types that we tend to not engage <laughs> And there's not a lot of rationality in that. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, it kind of gives you something to laugh at, which is nice, too, though. So it's not all totally. bad. <laughs> uh, OK, totally. you've been around for a while. Uh, you've reported on so many different players and coaches and coaching staffs. There's all this talk about how different the feel is with Rivera and the culture, of course, is a big word. But you're in that building. You know, you're there. OTA's mini camps, training camp of coming. I'd like to get your sense on on how things really do feel different or look different or how it, the energy is different at a Innova Sports Performance Park. Sure. Good for you for nailing the sponsor. Um, <laughs> I think uh, so. I, I think there's like a little bit of like a, a misperception with Ron mm-hmm. um, that he's like this this real hard ass all the time because he's not. Uh, players love him and mm. players think he's a player's coach but there's a there's a very different level of seriousness I'd say throughout mm. practice and workouts and 
just some of the like the frivolity nonsense has kind of vanished mm. um and just a little more focus on what they're doing and you notice it like i mean it, it, it's it, perhaps it's like overly simplistic but like when there's time in between drills people are hustling to and from the drills like there's there's less lollygagging and but at the same time like one of my I, I i've said this a lot like i love defensive backs like i just love watching them and how they interact like they are they are the cockiest group of people on the planet and they have to be because their job is damn near impossible right. Um, right. and they i mean like every practice i've ever watched like different teams different teams warming up like the dbs are always dancing and talking and like that's just how they are right. and so there's still room for that you know what i mean like yeah. ron ron played in the league he understands what players how players interact how they how they process mm -hmm. and, and i think that's an important part that maybe like not everybody knows or sees is that like they're still playing music at practice you know like it's, yeah. it's not like it, it hasn't gone from a frat party to military school. Like it, it, some of the frat party stuff is gone, certainly, but it's, it's still the NFL where you got to make your players comfortable and happy. Right, right. Uh, and there was a clip that the team posted, I think maybe last week or so, of uh, um, Rivera mic'd up. And there was one little part in there where I, I think it was Kendall Fuller, maybe some other defensive back, like you said, and they were – playing some little game. I think they were trying to throw something and get it like on a specific yard line, but not past it or close, whoever gets it closer. And they were like, who, sure. you know, you know, playing it with, I think he walked over there and they're like, who do you think can get it closer? And he kind of engaged them. And I, I think that gives a, like a, the tiniest glimpse into what you're referring to where he's not like, Hey guys, cut it out, you know, but then when practice right. is happening, he has a certain expectation. So, and I think that's probably a great balance that maybe we haven't seen in the past with coaches where it's all, somewhat one way or, or there's just not a, a, a an understanding on both sides um go ahead Tate. yeah speaking of the cornerbacks uh ben st juice he's one of my favorite picks in the draft um seeing his size his length and i was telling todd you know we we haven't really had a corner like that in some time uh that i can think of that big i mean now we have william jackson on the other side of course what's your overall opinion on uh ben st juice and the draft class for that matter yeah, I mean, St. Juice was impressive, man, um, during minicamp. And that size and the speed are, are real. Um, I, I know they're really excited about him. Um, I think I think he has a real opportunity, too, because they love Fuller's versatility. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, it's minicamp is one thing where – there's no hitting, um, not a ton of offense has really been installed yet. But I, I think he has a real opportunity. If he can emerge as that third corner, uh, I think that helps him a lot. I know, like, Jimmy Moreland is a playmaker, but for both sides of the ball. Like, like, he'll make plays. He'll get to his hands. You know, like, he has a nose for the ball, but he also loses guys in coverage. Like, he, I don't think they want Jimmy to be their third guy. Mm -hmm. um and after that you kind of get into the 
Greg Stroman, Danny Johnson universe we've been in for a few years. Um, I think corner is kind of like offensive line where you're better off with like, like I'd rather have five or six good corners than two elite corners and four season fees. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I, I think the O-line is a similar spot where depth is so vital. Because, I mean, hell, at quarterbacks, at least three of at least three guys are playing sixty percent of your snaps, right? You know, right. And often four guys are playing forty percent of your snaps. Yeah. So the, the last thing you want is to is for that to really take a hit as you kind of keep it moving. Um. So I, I think if St. Juice can play, it's a huge asset for them, and, and I think he can. I just I. I caution a little bit about counting on a rookie maybe week one. Like, I, I think if you look at even the development of, like, Cam Curl, Antonio Gibson last year, like, those guys were good and had good rookie seasons, but they weren't necessarily good in September. Mm-hmm. Um, this year will be different because there is OTAs, there is an offseason. So, those, you know, those guys aren't going to get to Richmond with their first, you know, their first taste of pro football um, a month before the season. But uh, I, I think you got to be a little patient there. Right. But I think if, if St. Juice can play and he can play right away, that, that's a big, uh, big bonus for this team. Yeah, JP, my, my thinking with, with St. Juice was I think that his, his development can happen quicker as opposed to most normal circumstances because of the D-line. Um, he's going to have opportunities uh, to, to pick the ball off considering the D-line picks up where it left, picks up where it left off last year. So that's why I'm excited because I'm like, man, I mean, you don't really have to do much if the D-line's playing like that or the linebackers, you know. So that's why I'm I'm very high on them uh, yeah. for that reason as well. No, it makes sense, man. I didn't watch a ton of Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were really good in 19, right? Yeah. was when right. they had like a Rose Bowl season or something. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I they're well coached and that secondary had that uh Winfield so like I mean there's yeah. clearly some players I, I think he has a real opportunity yeah um been talking about the rookies obviously at, at OTAs and mini camps most positions can be hard to get a grasp on corner and wide receiver kind of feel like the two that you can kind of get somewhat of a feel for uh so let's just quickly the other third rounder Diami Brown how much do you think he's going to contribute this year I mean he looks like a stud mm. I, I think he could contribute a lot. Um, you know, they upgraded that position. A, I, I, I wrote this. I'm not sure. And I haven't studied every roster across the league. Right. But mm. maybe you could say the Patriots tight end room or something, mm. but I'm not sure there's a single position group in the NFL that had the overall, the Washington receiver group did. And, and a lot of that, unfortunately is I think because they were so bad last year. Right. Um, I mean, dude, sixty more than sixty percent of their wide receivers they broke camp with were undrafted, and that is just far too much of a yeah. concentration of undrafted players at skill position. Right. So they have really worked to overhaul it, um, and I think Brown's a part of that. Obviously, Samuel's a part of that. I think Adam Humphrey's going to have a bigger role than maybe folks are realizing. Um, I think Cam Sims. I, it, it's going to be wild. Because I think they are 
I mean, that's going to be a serious roster bo- roster battle for the sixth spot. Right. Um, but as far as Yami Brown specifically, he he seems intuitive on the field. Um, certainly a vertical threat. It's funny. His speed is like a he, – he's it's like a slow build. Like, he doesn't seem that fast off the line. And then you look up, and he's and he's kind of leaving corners. <laughs> um, he kind of glides. Like, he runs upright. He's a little taller than I expected. Um, he's got long legs. I, I think the thing that they won't tolerate with him is kind of the only knock on him. It was similar with McLaurin coming out of Ohio state was like easy catches, bubble screens and stuff, just dropping them, just focus mm-hmm. catches, you know, just mis- simple mistakes. Right. And if that plagues him, that'll hurt his playing time, but he's aware of that, you know, I mean, he knew it coming out of Carolina. That was the knock on him, and I'm sure the staff has worked on it. So it'll kind of be up to him. Fair enough. There's a lot of mouths to feed, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a good problem to have compared to last year. There weren't enough. <laughs> sure. My, my thing with Diami, I think that he has the most personality out of all the uh, receivers. Like, he's more – like, you know, Terry's pretty serious, but he has – you know, so I'm excited. It's kind of good, like that diva – feel out of Naomi, which we haven't had in a, in a long time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Naomi. Um You're the first dude that's excited about a diva wide receiver. Um, <laughs> but I do talking to him a few times now. I don't think he has, he might have more flash and I, I think it's so dope. He's wearing number two and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't see him as like a, complaining about his catches or any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. um you know because that that diva wide out stuff can kind of cut both ways like it's fun yeah, to yeah. have a guy with the swag but uh yeah. i don't think ron would want to deal with much of that stuff honestly. <laughs> yeah i mean the swag part you know i don't want like yeah, yeah. Odell beckham you know all that stuff i just i, I want to guy with some swag that we haven't had in like a long time you know <laughs> sure um jamin davis real deal what do you think so far? You know, I think so, but I don't – dude, I, there's no hitting. Like, we yeah. saw – we really didn't get a fair look at the linebackers. Um, and I also thought it was interesting. He was playing middle most of the time, especially in base. So, um, wow. I think I, I think Richmond will be a much better assessment. But, I, I mean, he certainly seems like the real deal. The size and speed are, are obviously there. Um, we, you know, the coverage stuff generally when the first team defense was on the field, the D line was so disruptive. There wasn't a ton of, you know, watching him cover tight ends and running back. So I'm excited to watch him in Richmond. Yeah. Matt, Matt Miller was saying that, uh, we had him on the show and he, he was saying that having Jamin Davis behind that D line is just unfair. He said it's unfair for the league. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing Jamie ball that's out. That's a good thing to hear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how would you – and I know I've heard you say for this season that you think that it's possible the team could win less games but still have a more successful season. I'm just wondering how you how you would and how you think fans should define success for this team in 2021 that kind of overachieved last year. Like what do we need to see this year to feel good? I'm not sure they overachieved. I just think the division underachieved so mm. bad okay. that their achievements perhaps look grander or something. Um, okay. 
And may, you know what? Maybe they did overachieve to win even seven games with four quarterbacks and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You you mean like non-wins and losses success? I mean, I mean, it could be wins and losses. It could be other things. Just, I guess, it, like wins and losses are is obviously a part of it. Because in my mind, sure. you'd like to see them at least match or, you know, not take a step back in terms of wins and losses. Yeah, I, I mean, I think <laughs> you definitely can't take a step back, especially with a 17-game season. You know, like if right. you go 6-11, and 11, that's, that's a problem. Right. Um, right. I think, I think the goal to me for a successful season is winning a playoff game. Okay. Um, uh, you know, that doesn't happen very often around here. It hasn't happened in 15 years or whatever, um, yeah. which is just absurd, the yeah. amount of bad football we've all watched. But um, <laughs> I think, uh, like, I mean, that would be my, like, like, if it's a pyramid, that's the top of my pyramid. Okay. Um, coming down from that, I think you can look at some specific, like, statistical stuff. I think – You'd like to see a jump from your offense. I, I, what's crazy is the offense made a yardage jump per game mm-hmm. from 19 to 20, and they were still bottom five in the NFL. Like the the, the leaps and bounds offensively they need to make right. are significant. So I, I think you'd like to get your yards per play, yards per game up into – I think middle of the pack would be a big jump. Like yeah. if they can get to – 16th in the NFL on offense. Right. And that would be a big jump. Um, defensively, one kind of objective, one kind of subjective is, you know, I mean, we saw the the numbers last year were, what, second in scoring, fourth in yards, or maybe I had that reversed. But yes. you hope to just maintain something like that. I mean, hell, maybe you make your goal as the number one defense you know, in yards allowed in the league. Um, but the subjective side of it for me would be have some success against good quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. when, when you see the, the guys that were under center on the teams they beat last year, yeah, you wonder how – not legitimate because all you can do is play the guys out there. But mm-hmm. um, you wonder if there's not some, some inflationary statistics in there when you start counting – Nick Mullins and Ben DiNucci and Ryan Finley and, you know, Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Um, so, I, I think, I mean, certainly win a playoff game would be the top of the list. Dramatic improvement offensively. Because, and, and here's the thing. I'm not saying they're going to be a top ten offense. Dramatic improvement would be jumping ten spots into the middle of the pack. Right. Um, and then the defense just kind of proven. Proven is no fluke, you know? Right. Yes. I agree with that. I think one of my biggest questions on the season will be the defense against some of these really good quarterbacks. Because last we saw them, they were getting, you know, diced up by Tom Brady. So you'd like to see them not just play well against the bad offensive lines, but dominate the good ones too. Uh, Dude, go ahead. even more than that, it was getting torched in the run game. Yeah. Think about right, the, Bucks, right, the playoff right. game. Dude, they had back-to-back games at home to win that damn division against yeah. the Seahawks and the Panthers. Yeah. Dude, I mean, Russ didn't do much that day when no. Seattle came to town. No. They just crushed them on the ground. Yeah. And and some of that was Russ running himself. I think he had like 60 rush yards that game. Yeah. 
And then against the Panthers, it was Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, that's where I think you really hope Jamin Davis makes a big difference. Um, right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'll go ahead, Tate. Um, quarterback position. I got one more question. Uh, just quarterback position. What do you think needs to be done? Who who would you like there? And and do you, do you think a veteran, obviously next year, or or are you on the rookie quarterback side, looking ahead? Um, I think it's gonna be a veteran. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, <laughs> I think a veteran just makes a lot of sense, and I think you're gonna see continued increased kind of quarterback movement in the NFL. Um, I, 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 I total gut, like I have no source on this, but I just feel like Matt Ryan will be available. Um, but you're starting to get, you know, these quarterbacks that are on the move are 36, 37, 38. Right. I, I don't know how long-term they are of answers. Um, I, I would be interested in Deshaun Watson still. Um, especially as that, you know, cause that thing's not, a criminal case whatsoever. It's all civil and it's not to condone or, you know, you know, I don't know what the hell happened and it doesn't seem great, obviously. Um, But like, and I'm sure the NFL, it seems like that's going to a settlement and I'm sure the NFL will have some punishment afterwards, but I don't know. Sean Watts is really, really good. (laughs) Right. Uh, And, you know, he'll have to speak to what happened and, and explain, I, you know, that, that, that will all play itself out, but I would still be interested in that. Um, I don't think Rogers is coming here. He just, does, it just doesn't seem plausible. Um, and, and then, you know, a rookie would be interesting. I, anybody's going to tell you they know what this upcoming quarterback class looks like is full of it. Like, I mean, it just is the truth. Like think about the 2019 season, everybody was tanking for Tua and then Joe Burrow emerges. Right. And then Justin Herbert ends up being better than Tua. Like (laughs) people just don't, don't know. Um, Those guys are all working hard to be the best they can, you know, like Sam Howells, what's the kid's name? Super Rattler in Oklahoma, like yeah. 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 who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, and uh, but I'm also <laughs> I'm I'm kind of on an island. I've said this though all along. Like I don't think Heineke is a career backup. Like I think yeah, I remember you saying that recently. I think there's a ten or fifteen percent chance he emerges as something that is real and crazy and a wild ride, mm-hmm. and then like an eighty percent chance he's out of the league. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just I think, like I think Kyle Allen's a good career backup. I, yeah. I think, I think Heineke's either too small and gets injured or becomes a real player. Yeah, I agree with that. Which it was a perfect segue to my last question, um, because Ryan Fitzpatrick is your day one starter, right? He's QB one. But yeah. do we see Taylor Heineke start a game or games in twenty twenty one? Your gut opinion of it? Yes or no? Hell yeah. Dude, it has nothing to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right, yeah. I, I'm just looking at the numbers, the, yeah. the straight, objective numbers. Mm-hmm. The Washington football team has averaged three starting quarterbacks yeah. per season over mm-hmm. the last three years. Yeah. And in two of those years, they had four different guys start games. Yeah. 
and yeah. you got a 17 game season, mm-hmm. and you've got your QB one hasn't started 16 games since 2015. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think all three of these dudes end up starting, and yeah. and I think it'd be great if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong and Fitz goes 17 games, I think they win double digit games because yeah. one, he's good; two, there's consistency. Right. Yeah. Um, so I hope I'm wrong on that. I'm just kind of playing the average. Yeah, no, that's my rationale too. I don't see any reason why that streak of three or four quarterbacks a season would end this year where there's still uncertainty about a long-term solution. But I guess we're in for another wild ride, but you know, hopefully it'll be fun and hopefully it'll lead to success. I know it makes your job easier and more fun, makes our lives oh a little God. bit better. <laughs> I can only oh. imagine. Um, thanks so much for your time, JP. I know you you know, it seems like you can take a lot of flack. Some people seem to seem to hate on you because your your view and thoughts and opinions of the team are very like fair and balanced and not biased. But um, we appreciate that. So thank you, and we enjoy all you do. Your we enjoy reading your work, listening to your work, and so keep it up because we love it. And you know, when you when you go on to ESPN, NFL Network, or wherever it is, you know, just don't forget about the little guys. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm home. But thank you, boys. Awesome. I appreciate awesome. it. Have Fun. a great day. Thank you so okay. much. Take care, guys. No problem. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.